the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. The King James Version, and then there are several other versions as well, in the Mace New Testament translation. For I have no regard to the things which are visible, but to such as are invisible. Since visible things are temporary, but the invisible are eternal. And I love the message Bible translation. There's far more here than meets the eye. People of God, there is far more here than meets the eye. Get in tune, not so much to what you're seeing right now, but to, to, to that which you're feeling in your spirit. And if, there, if, there's, if there's an uneasiness and an unrest in your spirit, uh, yeah, then, then, then you're on the right track because God is stirring us. And the more that we have and the more that realize that, 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 that yes, uh, I've got to do my part. Yes. The sooner we get to that place of amen and there it is. Yeah. It's far more here than meets the eye, message, verb, uh -huh. message Bible. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow. We've heard that all of our lives, have we not? See you today, gone tomorrow. But the things which we can't see now will last forever. Have, have you, 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 you ever found yourself saying, uh, uh, if it wasn't for this circumstance, and Deacon Wedding, this kind of fits in with what you were saying here, I could be what God wants me to be. Well, if I, if I didn't have all of these responsibilities, if I, if, if I didn't have all of these other extracurricular things, all of these extemporaneous things, all of these extracurricular things going on, that, that I could really do some work for God. I talk to people, and that's what they say. If it wasn't this, yeah, you know, you know then I, I could really be what God wants me to be. Thank you. So that tells me then that there is something, something that is, 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 is specific. There is a specific something that is preventing you from fulfilling the will of God in your life. Yeah, well, it's just the devil, but, 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 but beyond that, something specific in that. We read this scripture. We have, again, heard all of our lives, that, and society tells us that seeing is believing. But we know better than that, don't we? Right. Survey says? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So it, it is my mindset that, that, that believing is seeing, not so much that seeing is believing, and we address that. Numbers, growth. All of those things, uh, uh, plateau, it rises, it falls, but yeah, believing is seeing. I don't want to get too, 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 too deep 
deeply involved in this, but uh, in the scientific community, there is a phrase, and it's called parallel reality. Some of you and I, I, I see some heads nodding and, and because they understand parallel reality. All right, so let me see you with me this morning. That is a scientific theory, and, and, and that theory says that, uh, that our universe may not be the only one that's around. You know, there may be, there may be <laughs> universes that, that, that are filled with people. Okay. In other words, the, the, the science and the scientists are looking. They have the Hubble telescope, and you know they're 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 sending all kinds of, of spacecraft and different things into the atmosphere, and 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 and, and proposing that they send uh, you know rocket ships and spaceships to other planets and all of those things because there is a belief that another uh, universe may exist that is parallel to what we have here on Earth. Now, I don't know, and I, you, perhaps you may know, but I really don't know if it does exist. Because we don't have that perceptive equipment to be able to prove that to us beyond a shadow of a doubt. But not only is there a parallel reality, but there's also something called a physical reality. Okay? Physical reality comes to us through our comes to us through our physical senses. All right, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Let me, let me give you an example. A blind man to a blind man, for instance, a rainbow could be called a parallel reality. And by the way, we looked at the other night. Did anyone see? Uh, what night was that? On Friday night, there was a beautiful rainbow in the sky. And in fact, if you looked and you were really perceptive, there were two rainbows in the sky. They were parallel rainbows. And I, and I remarked to Pastor Dora, and I said, honey, come take a look at this, and I want you to see this. Look, look at this rainbow. Isn't that beautiful? But look, there's a, another rainbow, but it took a little more perception to be able to see the other rainbow, but if you looked, you could see it. And I said, isn't that amazing? Because you see the one that's very prominent and very bold that you could see, and above it, there was another. And that additional, that second rainbow was now parallel. It was equal in distance from the rise and in, 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 in the, as, as, it, as it, from the lower portions of the, uh, of the rainbow, as it rose up to the, and I don't know if I have the right word, to the apex of that rainbow. A blind man, a rainbow, could be called that parallel reality. By that, what I mean is it, it, it exists, but he lacks the capacity to be able to see it or the capacity to be able to perceive it. And that blind man would not really even know about the existence of that rainbow unless someone else had told him about it. In our physical senses, in our parallel reality. Negan, you're right where we need to be here this morning. Mm -hmm. There are a whole lot of people that don't know anything about the Lord. They don't know who God is. They don't know what Jesus did for us on the cross of Calvary. And they will never know because they are, they are spiritually blind. And it takes someone with the perception 
who knows Jesus is Lord and Savior of their lives, who can tell the good news of the gospel and share the good news of the gospel with all of those that are blind so that they too will be able, their eyes will be open and they will see that there is no secret to what God can do. But if you have a blind man and if you give him a sense of sight and, 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 and if we are able to allow that rainbow and help that rainbow to move into his world, then that too will become a part of his physical reality. Jesus Christ ought to be a part of the reality. He, he is a part of the reality of, of all of our lives, but what about those outside of these doors? Hallelujah. Paul, the apostle here in 2 Corinthians says again, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Hold on. To, what's that song? Hold on to things that are eternal. Yes, hold on. To God's unchanging hand. The Apostle Paul knew that at times, uh, when we, 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 we look at his life, we've, we, 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 we've studied Paul. We've, we've, we watched him from the time that he was Saul until God called him and his name was changed to Saul. We know about the life of Saul. We know who he was pre-Christ. We know who he is, who he was after Christ. The thing I love about Paul is the fact that he was... Sure enough, a man of God who had, who had a 180 degree turn from who he was to who God wanted him to be. Who God wanted him to be. So Paul knew that at times, he knew that he had been forsaken. But the thing I love about that, he was never deserted. How many times in your life have you been forsaken by somebody? But you, people of God, you will never be deserted. Why is that so? Because God is always with us. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Not God was with us, but God is with us. Paul had been knocked down. And I'm sure you've been knocked down a time or two in your life. But Paul knew that. But Paul was knocked down, but he was never knocked out. You, hallelujah, as a child of the Most High God, Perhaps we're knocked down a time or two in your life. I know that I have. And I've only been knocked down, knocked out once in my life. And that was not by any man, by any human being. That was trying to give blood. Trying to do the right thing and help somebody that needed it. But that's a whole nother story. But Paul's mindset was a mindset that all of us should really have because in the midst of all of being knocked down and being forsaken and all of those things, but never knocked out in the midst of all of those assaults that came upon Paul, he never lost heart. Don't lose heart, people of God. Don't lose heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, he never lost heart. He was never discouraged or driven to the point of throwing in the towel. Sometimes we just want to say, well, <laughs> and I'm done. Adios. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
and probably some within this, this, this space of time that we have had and we've assembled ourselves together here today. Yeah. Hallelujah. So how did Paul withstand all of that pressure that he was under? How do we withstand all of that pressure that we're under? You know, and it, it, it's good because, you know, pressure, pressure, pressure. Pressure creates diamonds out of what would seem to be very detrimental and it would seem to be very catastrophic when pressure is, is, is applied to that piece of coal, when it comes out, it comes out as diamonds, it comes out as pure gold. Paul discovered the secret of living in an unseen, unseen world. Now I'm going to tell you what that, how he handled the pressure and what did he do. Here it is. His secret was fixing his gaze upon and concentrating his attention upon literally the things that are not seen instead of the things that are seen. Hallelujah. Oh, let me give you my title this morning too, by the way. What you don't see is what you get. I'll say it to you again. What you don't see is what you get. Paul saw the invisible things. And as I was reading and studying and thinking about Paul, I also thought about the apostle John. And, 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 and Paul knew that in this present world that everything would pass away, everything except the will of God. And those who did the will of God would ultimately abide forever. You'll find that in 1 John hallelujah, chapter 2, verse 17. Now let me, let me take you back to the Old Testament for just a little bit. You remember the prophet Elisha? We know the, 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 the connection between Elijah and then Elisha and then Gehazi. Well, Elisha had a faint-hearted servant whose name was Gehazi. And I'm going to tell you the story here now. And, 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 and one morning, uh, as the servant was preparing breakfast for his man of God, the servant looked out of the window and he, he, he saw the king's chariots that were surrounding the house and, 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 and terrified and upset. Gehazi cried out to Elisha and he said, Alas, master, what shall we do? In my hearing this morning, I heard that coming from Brother Weddington. So what do we do? I see all of these things that are going on, and I, 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 I see things are taking place. They're not like to my liking, but what do we do about that? What shall we do? But I believe the man of God, Elisha, this prophet, calmly answered the servant, and he might even have stifled a yawn or two and said, well, those who are with us are more than those who are with them. But then here's the telling thing. Elisha, Elisha, then asked the Lord to raise the veil on that unseen world. What do I mean by that? The Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire that were all around Elisha. Find that in 2 Kings chapter 6, by the way, verses 15 through verses 17. 
So then what caused this, this young man's defeatist attitude? What do you think it was? <laughs> Hello. Good answer. That's what the survey said. He looked at the visible. And he was thinking that what he saw with his eyes of flesh was his ultimate reality. Perhaps you're looking around right now and you're looking and you, you, just, you just feel like you just think like, I don't like what I see. And what I'm seeing right now is ultimate reality. Meaning it is the final word. But I want to tell you today, people of God, God always has the final word. So what cured this, this young man with that defeatist attitude? What cured him? So with eyes of faith, he looked beyond the visible to see the invisible, and he realized that the ultimate reality is not what is seen, but what is unseen. That's what we need to do, is realize that our ultimate reality is not everything that we look at, you know, all of the time, there are things that we need. You need to be looking at ultimate reality. Yes, when you are behind the wheel of your automobile and you're driving down the highway. You need to be looking at the ultimate reality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But there are the times when, when, when you look at what you see. Don't be moved and swayed by that. I came over, we have a really, uh, I'm not going to bring the name, uh, our, our, our mother, God, love you, mom. And there were times when we would, we would be sitting at the table having dinner, and, 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 and you know, we were all family there, and, 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 and she would sit there, and she would just sit, and she would just, you know, eyes closed, and. Mom, open your eyes. Open your eyes. And she would never give us an answer. And it wasn't until Dora and I realized that after she had gone to glory that, oh, that's why. She sat with her eyes closed. Again, Gehazi with his eyes of faith, looked beyond the visible to the invisible, and he realized that the ultimate reality is not what is seen, but what is unseen. You see, those horses and those chariots were there, a fire were there all the time. But he lacked the perceptive apparatus to see those horses and chariots. The ability to see and appreciate the things of the unseen spiritual world is one of the basic differences between those that are saved and those that are unsaved. Paul said that the natural man doesn't accept spiritual things. Why? Because he said, for they are foolishness to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned or spiritually appraised. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. But we, as, as, as people of God, seasoned saints, we as people of God, we know that we have been equipped by the Spirit of God, and we know that God has given the things freely to us. 
by and through his spirit. Hallelujah. What you don't see is what you get. Without a doubt, one of the most vital secrets of being successful and living the blessed life is having the ability to be able to see the invisible. Everybody right here, everybody right here. There exists unseen by natural eye and unperceived by natural senses. A world, now listen to this, a world of unlimited heavenly resources and divine power and blessings for each child of God. You've got to be able to see that with your spiritual eye. And know that our God is a God of more than enough and he's able to meet every need of everybody on this planet and on this universe at the same time. It will be unending and it will never run dry. Hallelujah. Are you willing to come to that fount that will never run dry? Are you ready to come and drink from that living water? Hallelujah. While we look not at the things that are seen. Look means to focus your eyes and attention on a set goal or an end. Yes, wonderful. But we are supposed to look at things which are not seen, which are spiritual and incorruptible. Hmm. Yes. Hallelujah. And I've got to say this again, Deacon Weddington, you are right on point. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 37, in the scripture, tells us about Joseph. Joseph had a big dream in his heart. And when he was a young man, God had promised him that he would be a great leader and even help rule a nation. But before that dream came to pass, Joseph had many adversaries. You don't think you have any adversaries in this life? Think again. You don't think there was some adversaries in the church? Think again. If you don't think there was some adversaries in your family, think again. If you don't think there was some adversaries in that office with you, where you work, think again. His brothers were jealous of him. They threw him into a deep pit. They left him there to die. But Joseph understood, even though it hadn't been written yet, because it had not yet been written, but he saw it with, with, with his spiritual eye. He understood what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. The things, hallelujah, that are seen are temporary. Right. One translation says the things that are seen are subject to change. But the things that are unseen are eternal. Right. So people of God, the things that we see with our physical eyes are only temporary. But the things that we see through our eyes of faith are always eternal and will never end. They are everlasting. Yet too often, listen to me now, yet too often we allow temporary things to discourage us and cause us to give up on our dreams. Yet sometimes we allow temporary things To invade our mind and we open the door to the enemy and he comes in. And those things will disguise. I had to pray for somebody this morning. Right here. 
Don't allow those temporary things to discourage you and cause you to give up on your dream. That's right. Hallelujah. Thank Say this after me. I declare I, declare. I am blessed. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Anything that doesn't line up with the vision that God has placed in your heart, in your heart should be seen, not as permanent, but as subject to change. There's an expression nowadays, and we say, well, I'm not feeling that. No, you're telling me that, you're telling me, I'm not feeling that. Don't feel everything you hear. Don't feel everything you see. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Joseph understood this principle because when he was thrown into the pit, he knew that his fate didn't line up with the vision that God had painted on the canvas of his heart. Hallelujah. 10,000 diligent, dedicated, born again, tithing members coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west, gathering around the word of God. Hallelujah. I'm not moved. Hallelujah. By the things that I see because I know they're not permanent. They're only temporary. Hallelujah. I understand that principle. Somebody used the word, the, the word you said, well, pastors have patience. They got patience. Yeah, it takes patience, but you also must understand that I understand, we understand that principle. Because what I'm seeing right now, it does not measure up to what God has placed on the canvas of our hearts and in our minds right now. Hallelujah. God painted a beautiful picture on the canvas of his heart. And I want you to know, people of God, God has painted a beautiful picture on the canvas of your hearts. Hallelujah. Yes. His family didn't like him. Father thought he was dead. He was in the pit. And all of that muck and mire and all of that. But you see, Joseph knew better. And I'm going to know I'm going to be over. Say this after me. I declare. I, I am blessed. With promotion. With success. With an obedient heart. And with a positive outlook. Every time we gather ourselves together, people of God, you ought to know that you've been blessed with a positive outlook. I've got a positive outlook right now. Hallelujah. What about you? Joseph, Joseph, he saw himself as a great leader, so he didn't get discouraged. He knew that deep down that the pit was only temporary. It didn't line up with what he saw through his eyes of faith. Hallelujah. Allow what you see. Allow that to line up with your eyes of faith, and it too will become a reality in your life. Well, so what happened with Joseph? In a little while, a caravan came by, and he was rescued and taken out of Egypt. Well, la di da. Hallelujah. Joseph worked as a slave for years in Egypt. But once again, he didn't get discouraged, people of God. He just pulled out his wallet, opened it up, and looked at the picture that God had painted for him. And he said, no, this is not who I am. 
the slave does not match up with the promise that God put in me. Hallelujah. God didn't put a subservient attitude in you. He told you, in fact, that you are more than a conqueror. He told us that the greater one is on the inside of us. That's what lines up with the picture that I have in my wallet, in my mind's eye, and in my heart. Hallelujah. And on my mirror. No, this is not who I am again, he said. Because a slave doesn't match up with the promise that God put in me. But then he said, in effect, this too will pass. Everybody just kind of, just, just wave your hands around like this and say, yeah, this too will pass. All of that, this too will pass. It will pass. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 this too will pass. Declare this after me. I declare that from this day forward, I will experience a new sense of freedom, a new happiness, and a new fulfillment in my life. Hallelujah. Yeah. With, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. So with Joseph, here it was year after year after year. After year after year, there were disappointments, there were setbacks, there were unfair situations going on in his life. But Joseph, oh, what, what, Joey was the man, I want to tell you. He just kept checking the painting that God had placed in his heart. No matter what kind of disappointments, no matter what kind of setbacks, no matter what kind of unfair situations you may be confronted with, just keep checking the painting that God placed in your heart. And if you do that, then one day doors, doors did open up for Joseph. And Joseph was put in charge of all of Egypt. You just keep checking and looking at it and reminding yourself, this is my reality. This is my reality right now. Not what some unbeliever, not what some naysayer, not what some demon, somebody from the pit of hell said was going to come to pass. God, hallelujah, is my witness. God is my secret judge. And I know that if God is for us, then who can be against us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, all of that he was going through and he said, this too will pass and ultimately it did pass. The right doors opened up for Joseph. And again, he was put in charge of all of Egypt. But this time, everybody say this time. He could finally say, wait, now this is permanent. This is permanent. This is what I've seen in my imagination all of these years, through all of that, those disappointments, through all of those setbacks, through all of those unfair situations. This is what I like, and you know what? I'm really feeling this, hallelujah. Well, you ought to be feeling the word that came from on high this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, hallelujah. Say this after me. I declare, I declare, I will, I will walk in the favor, in the favor and, the and the blessings of Almighty God. Of Almighty God. Yes, hallelujah. Well, yes, 
We all face disappointments. We all face setbacks. We all face unfair situations. And at times you may feel like you've been thrown into a pit, people of God. But instead of being discouraged and letting that cloud your vision, just look inside of yourself. And if you would look inside of yourself, you would know that you have been made and created in the image of Almighty God. That you have the greater one on the inside of you. And because God is for you, then who can be against you? And if you look on the inside of yourself, you'll see that the pit does not match up with the vision that God placed in your heart. Say this after me. I declare I am blessed with creativity. With courage, with courage, with strength, with strength and, ability. and ability. Hallelujah. Oh, people of God, I'm closing it up right now. But just like Joseph, you can say, this is not permanent. This is just another stop on the way to my divine destiny, people of God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to prophesy this over you. As I go to my seat, but I just believe in the spiritual realm that things have been set in motion for you, all of you that are under the sound of my voice. I believe and I can see it in the spiritual realm that fetters have been broken. No more limits. Everybody say, no more limits. I declare right now that God's blessings are yours. Hallelujah. In the unseen realm, things have changed in your favor, people of God. Hallelujah. Oh, this is part of the uh, Don't Limit God series, part seven today. Hallelujah. No more limits. God's blessings are yours. And it starts now. Everybody say, it starts now. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to support this ministry, consider giving online. Text keyword R-W-O-L-F-C to 77977 or through our free app. Search Our Wolf C in the App Store. For more information, visit www.rwolfc.com for articles, blog posts, message references, and our monthly calendar of events. 